Welcome to the Cyber Nation Uncensored Podcast. We welcome all Chumbas, Edge Runners, Vault Dwellers, Wastelanders, Spice Traders, and Space Folders. Thanks for joining us. Please give us a great review and also be sure to join us on both YouTube and Twitch. We'd love to see you on a live stream. Thanks again. See you soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. finger guns or something where we're live. hello we're live hey we are live <laughs> hi everyone it was pretty much easily that transition oh, no. what's up uh hello everyone welcome to i lost my document uh that's okay <laughs> one second. there we go hello there everyone welcome to the first session of blade runner the role-playing game specifically the mm -hmm. starter set electric dreams mm-hmm uh, before we, we start our first session, let's take a minute to meet our rep detect unit, as it were, starting with Beck. Tell us who you're playing, what's your name, if you want to plug away on socials, I'm all about that. <laughs> yes, hi everyone, I'm Beck, uh, Zeit Poldergeist on Twitter and Twitch, um, and I will be playing Olsen Backer, the enforcer of this group today. I don't know what to expect in the slightest, and I am so excited to get into this campaign. Yes, likewise. Next up, Maz. Hello, my name is Maz, and this is my face, and you're watching Disney Channel. If you are under the age of 25, I apologize. <laughs> uh, my name is Maz. Uh, that's M A Z Z Face. Uh, you can find me on all the social medias as Maz Face, except for Twitter, which is at Real Maz Face, because we hate real estate agents who stole that handle seven years ago and never used it. Dang real estate agents! Just ruined my life, old white man. <laughs> and who's your character? Oh, sorry, I missed that part. <laughs> Stuck on the real estate agent. That's it, it's trauma. Trauma. <laughs> it's just trauma. It's just trauma. Where am I on the street? Oh, there I am. I just, I just hid. Um, hi. I'm playing Echo. That's what I got. And her pronouns are she, her, and my pronouns are they, them. Let's let's hunt some robots. <laughs> Indeed. Let's do it. And finally, Andy. Hello there, I am Bendy, uh, known on the interwebs as Bendy Dinosaurs, and I am playing Percy, an analyst, uh, and her pronouns are she, her. Did I miss something there? Or was that... that was yeah, <laughs> what else is in this name whip? I don't remember. You're all good, you all got everything. Uh, <laughs> our fourth player, Finn, uh, they are not here today, they're not feeling well, but they will be here next session. Hope you feel better, buddy. We look forward to having you in our next game. I'll see you soon. Uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Uh, and as for myself, hi, my name is Nate Bushman, and I'll be your GM, or as the game puts it, game runner for this story. Uh, so before we get into things, I always feel like it's a good way to start a session for this. Uh, small content warning of sorts. This game is violent. 
deals with corporate and political intrigue and is a noir story. Noir stories deal with the inner turmoil that is maintaining empathy, humanity, and a moral code against an unrelenting world pushing back at you. If you need a film rating, if you need a film rating, as it were, assume the same as the two movies that this game is based on. This is for a mature audience, just to be upfront about it. And before we fully dive in, uh, shout out to Freely Publishing. You know, they're the ones who made the game. It's fucking awesome. And yeah, I already swore, so we could swear on the stream. Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Cybernation Uncensored. They make truly fantastic games. Just starting with a bang. It's all good. Easy. Yeah, right that's in how I am. I'm, just, I'm warning you all now. Mature game. Uh, they make fantastic games. Uh, they make the amazing Alien RPG, which is probably my favorite game I've played this entire year. Perfect balance of stress and tension. And with Blade Runner right here, it's kind of the same thing. Perfect balance of all that. Uh, I had a chance to run this a couple months ago when the PDFs first came out. If you backed the Kickstarter, you got them early. And it was basically like playing a crime procedural. It's just, it's awesome. And I really am looking forward to running this year on CyberNation Uncensored and showing it all off to you because it's a very unique system. I don't know. I've personally not run something like this before. And I'm very intrigued to see how the three of you and eventually four of you will go through this story. And as mentioned at the top, we're going to be running through the starter set because, hey, it teaches you how to play. And I love that because it's just an easy way to dive into it. And with that, let us dive into our detective story, as it were. And I do one quick thing. There we go. I want to make sure I do this right. Early in the 21st century. The Tyrell Corporation advanced robot evolution into what is known as the Nexus phase, a being that is virtually identical to a human, known as a replicant. The Nexus 6 replicants were superior in strength and agility, and at least equal in intelligence to the genetic engineers who created them. Now, replicants were used off-world, not the great wording, but the way it was written, as slave labor in the hazardous exploration and colonization of other planets. After a bloody mutiny by a Nexus 6 combat team in an off-world colony, replicants were declared illegal on Earth under penalty of death. Special police squads, Blade Runner units, had orders to shoot to kill upon detection any trespassing replicant. This was not called execution, it was called retirement. Years later, Tyrell Corporation is no longer around. Instead, the Wallace Corporation is the sole proprietor of replicant creation with their recent line of Nexus 9s. As N9s go into mass production, the United Nations has moved towards classifying the replicants as safe, granting them second-class citizens with limited rights. Any act of disobedience is immediate grounds for retirement. On that note, yeah. our story, much... Yeah, Agreed. <laughs> on that note, <laughs> much like any good sci-fi, on that note, much like the movies that this game is inspired by, our story takes place in Los Angeles. It is May 2037. Toxic rain is pouring down over the city, where gigantic buildings dwarf ancient skyscrapers. Lights from huge billboards flash along the streets and wipe across the crowds of pedestrians in Sector 5, Little, little Tokyo district. A bunch of people are crowded around what is known as the White Dragon Noodle Bar, having a wonderful, delicious bowl of noodles, slurping their food as they should. Our specific Blade Runner that happens to be at this noodle bar, Blade Runner Olsen, 
is among them, enjoying a few days of hard-earned rest and reading today's independent Sentinel newspaper. Beck, describe your character to us and what you're reading and doing right now. Olsen is a short woman, probably around 5'2", five 5'3". Um, she is sitting at the noodle booth, um, letting her bowl cool off a little bit. She doesn't like it when it comes out steaming hot. It's impossible to eat. Stops her from being able to talk for the next hour. So she's sitting there, letting it cool off, keeping it out of the poisonous rain. And flicking past all of the editorial pieces, she doesn't care for the opinions of journalists, of people who get paid a lot to have an opinion that's worth more than the opinions of all the rest of us. And she looks for more factual, immediate news. Is there anything going on in terms of the large corporations? Any military crises happening at the moment? Looking for news that will affect her, her work, perhaps in the coming days. As you do that, you, again, you have a newspaper out that you're kind of sort of browsing, like you're checking every now and then. It's kind of one of those difficult things when you're trying to read in such a crowded area, yeah. especially as it's basically downpouring rain right now. When you are able to look at the paper outside of letting that bowl of noodles cool down, you do catch a couple headlines that catch your attention. The Wallace Corporation, as I mentioned up top, they are now increasing production on replicants, as it were, making sure more and more of them are able to be out in the workforce, as it were, out in the world, also off-colony. As a fun little lore thing, this is the dark future. Kind of easy to understand mm -hmm. that. Uh, a lot of the population, as it were, doesn't really live on Earth anymore. They all live off-colony. So they're all off in different areas that are not Earth. Every now and then you're able to, you know, jump a transport and maybe go somewhere else, but it's not something you can do cheaply. It costs quite a bit of money. Headline that catches your attention, like I said, Wallace Corp, talking about production going smoothly, no issues with their models. Everything is perfectly soundproof. Everything's fine and dandy. The other one I would say that kept your attention is there's mention of someone who is a rising star of what's called memory design. And you know, with replicants specifically, they all have built-in memory banks mm. of stuff that either, that mostly is fabricated, but also some of it is there to kind of keep them in check, as it were. Yeah. You're just browsing between that. You're also noticing on this paper that there's like mention of the air quality in LA, which even today, that's a very real thing to think about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's <laughs> And right. then, yep. And yeah, and as you're looking at that, the person at the counter just kind of is looking at you like, uh, you gonna, you gonna eat that bowl? It's usually, it tastes better when it's hot. Um, she'll reach out and touch it, um, see that it's cooled down a bit and says, um, yeah, sorry about that. I, um. I don't like it when it's uh, steaming, but um, it tastes so good here. Thank you so much. No, no problem. Just, just it tastes good when it's that hot. I promise. They start going down the line, making sure everyone is taken care of as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And as you sit there, either still reading the paper, slurping, however you want to. Yeah, or just mm. full on. Like, <laughs> yeah. gosh, that's how I would do it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just dive on in. Yeah. In the background, as it's pouring rain, you hear that distinctive noise of a vehicle that's descending from the air. 
and perfectly lands right behind you, kicking up a loud racket. You would know that that's like a spinner. They're just yep. you can see them all over the city. You just look up and you can see them flying to and from. White smoke emanates out of this one from its aerodyne turbines. The driver's side door opens and out walks Echo. Maz, please describe your character to us. You are muted. Well, that's not ideal, nor helpful to anyone. Um, <laughs> Echo is a tall, slim, and very fit uh, woman. She has long, shoulder-length, multi-like shaded brown hair, lots of like natural highlights, um, slender face, angular jaw, like bright hazel eyes, um, stunning. Um, looks like she could handle taking care of three rogue replicants at once. She probably could. Um, she's got a coffee in her hand, um, and just walks over with confidence to her coworker and sits down at the bar. Anything interesting in the headlines today? Everything's dandy, actually. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I suppose means it makes our lives a lot easier. Yeah. <clears throat> Air still shit, so there's that. <laughs> yeah, she um sort of pulls her newspaper in a bit. It's sort of getting drops all over it. Um, you've made quite an entrance. Mm, don't I always? And yeah, Echo is wearing a uh, long black button-up shirt with a gray, kind of business-looking trench coat blazer um very dystopian looking skinny black pants they've got like different textures of fabric all over them um and one just necklace with a silver pendant on it if i didn't nobody would pay attention to me <laughs> i would ah you're a doll you keeping busy yeah aren't i always another day mm. another retirement you know yeah. Everything just feels a bit, I don't know, on edge. Maybe it's the rain. I agree. There's some interesting tension going on, and I really appreciate you saying that, because I wasn't sure if that was just me. Yeah, and I haven't been contacted by the office in a long time as well. Like, it's been a couple of days. Usually they're on my ass about something or other, but... Oh, I'm sure something will turn up. She yeah. sips her coffee. I'll um, finish off the bowl of noodles very quickly, um, as though she's got somewhere to be, but she doesn't. Um, she sort of looks tense, um, like as though she's waiting for something to go wrong. And says, yeah, it's just that usually when there's a big break and they ring, it's something bad. I'm just, I'm just waiting for something bad to happen. And while you're both talking again... Just you can see the crowds of people. This street is not deserted of people. It's kind of shoulder to shoulder. The fact that you're able to sit down at all right now is kind of a luxury when you think about it. Hmm. And even the guy at the counter looks at Echo and is like, uh, you want something? And then eat. It's good. Yeah. I'm too hungry. Cheap, too. Oh, that's not a problem for me. Um... What do you recommend? 
uh, you want spicy, I got spicy. You want it mild, I got mild. I mean, I'm, yeah. <laughs> Let's go spicy, I'll live a little. There you go. And then they just pull out. Oh, I'm not just pull out, because that'd be ridiculous if that is this. They take a second, make this beautiful bowl, just perfectly place it right in front of you. And it's like, if this was a, if I had a picture for it, it would be the most beautiful looking bowl of ramen you've ever seen in your life. Ghibli level. Yeah, yeah it's Ghibli levels of like, my, I don't want to eat it. It's so now clean. I want ramen. I'm so hungry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, that means, it's okay. That just means we have to go out for ramen. Um, I mean... <laughs> I mean, While Echo's ordering, I'll just look over my shoulder, tapping the the other counter, and just see if I can spot anything amongst the throngs of people that takes my eye as being suspicious, out of place, uh, interrupting the usual flow of the city. Give me, because why not, an observation roll, which would okay. be... A, so for everyone watching, because this is an interesting way of how they do a character sheet, you're going to be rolling two dice. You're going to roll your observation and your intelligence. And mm-hmm. now the way it's done, for those who are watching, uh, everyone's stats or skills, as it were, are all on a letter grade. And each letter grade is associated with a specific die. So for Olsen here, observation's at a letter A, which means you're going to roll a D12. And your intelligence mm-hmm. is a C, you're going to roll a D8. And you need to get yep. a six or above to make it a success. That's one six, one success. You take a second, as you said, to look around and see if anything looks off. And I would say specifically, not in the crowd, you take a second to look at Echo and notice that they have their, you all have something called a KIA. It's basically, think of it like this game's version or universe's version of like an extremely well put together smartphone that can also connect back to headquarters. Hmm. You look at that and it Clara's day has a message on it. That looks like it's from HQ. On mine? Yeah, on yours. Do I notice it? You do notice this, because it's actually the main reason why you're finding Olsen. Uh, what you're does... still getting work. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's actually why I'm here. So oh. I will read the uh, message out loud. To her. Yeah, sure. I don't know what the message is. So You're good. Pretty much, you have a message saying, "Hey, uh, I, it's from the chief, known as Deputy Chief David Holden." It says, "Hey, I need you to to find Olson. Uh, they're probably enjoying a few days off, but I need them to come in. We have an emergency briefing that needs to be discussed. Uh, please, you know, get them. Come back to the the tower. We need to discuss things." So is this an emergency or one of his emergencies? <clears throat> He's pretty serious. I've never seen him this concerned. Well, I say never. Not in a while. <laughs> um so right. you you ready to go? Yeah. Yeah, let's go. I uh for just, I was just gonna say before you go, did you both finish the noodles? <laughs> Yeah, I, I just, I, I finished all of the noodles while she was just looking for something to be upset about. That's very impressive. And I just. Very quick. And, well, I won't say why. And then I just drank all of the broth. 
uh, set the bowl down, and I look uh, charmingly at the person who helped me, and I said, this was absolutely delicious. I appreciate your recommendation. And then I turn, and I grab my cup of coffee, and I look to my colleague, and I say, shall we? I just give the shopkeeper a sort of kind of tense grin and nod. Yeah, let's go. I say, come back anytime. Thank you for enjoying the noodles. <laughs> you walk away. Thank you for Party making them. Like, Tell your friends. <laughs> uh, as you both leave, you both you both leave the noodle bar, and you make your way towards what is known as a detective special spinner. The best way to describe the look of a spinner, it's angular, not really smooth. Uh, my way of looking at it, or the closest I could think of to describe it, think of it almost like it's reminiscent of an old 1950s Mustang. It's just that mm. sort of like those cars in the 50s have a very specific look and it's that yeah. type of angularness that just stands out. Nice. Oh yeah, totally. I love those. The spinner is kind of unassuming in every way possible. It's more civilian than anything else. It looks nothing like the standard regular LAPD ones that are just loud, garish, garishly fashioned with blinding spot beams, blaring sirens. And the obvious color marks that are the bold blues and whites that everyone associates with them. Mm-hmm. That said, the true beauty of this machine, and you both know this, is the moment you turn it on and you let those sweet G-forces hit as you ascend into the sky. Because the minute you do, it's absolute silence. Because you get away from that beautiful, chaotic noise below as you ascend mm-hmm. higher and higher away from the crowds and make off thousands of feet, thousands of meters high. Very few people get to experience this. Spinners are kind of a luxury item. Hell, even at this point, which is kind of sad to say out loud because it kind of feels the same. Owning a ground mm-hmm. vehicle is a rare commodity these days, <laughs> just to be honest about it. Yeah. That said, this is also kind of a perk of the job that you work, working out of the RDU. You get to have these specialties where you get to pull these cars out or vehicles out and just go about where you need to in Los Angeles. Also, the ones that you get to drive are more inconspicuous so you can be unnoticeable blend in and get your jobs done with as little noise as possible Mm. as your spinner makes its way through the neon lit billboards and skyscrapers you make your way towards what is known as the tower you both know the tower it's the new headquarters for the lapd precinct 995 the building is a hulking monstrosity that's always open always overwhelmed swarming (laughs) with cops crooks and citizens in need there's neither a case nor a criminal that doesn't pass through this building at some point, which would explain why the tower rivals most mega structures in LA. And to put it in perspective, in this LA, buildings are huge. And I'm not just saying like, oh, they're tall. It's like, no, no, they are massive it's mega structures. Buildings. Mega yeah. buildings. Like take the concept of New York, like a, this tall skyscraper you could think of, widen it by a lot and make it even yeah. taller than it already is. Mm-hmm. They're huge. That said... The lobby floor is always open to the public, but also always feels like it's about to burst at the seams, with the cacophony of crowds matching the roar of a sports arena during the worst of times. Now, I'm going to address the big talking point in the room. This is something I believe we also talked about in Session Zero, but I want to talk about it. Yes, you work out of the LAPD. The LAPD created the retirement division in the late 2000s (laughs) as a specialized task force trained to investigate cases and criminal accusations against replicants and apprehend any fugitive replicants. However, however, in the year 2037, the now-named Replicant Detection Unit, or Rep Detect Unit, or RDU, 
serves as an official independent agency of the United Nations. They are, or rather you are, the foremost authority on upholding and enforcing criminal laws and regulations regarding the domestic use and misuse of replicants and all other re regulated technologies within Earth borders. Your job, to be perfectly honest, is a fucking lot. Mm. Kind of no surprise you were taking a moment to enjoy a bowl of noodles in Little Tokyo, considering, you know, all the noise of what is now the, the tower as your spinner slowly descends into it. And you park your vehicle and you make your way from the garage to the main, what I would call the Blade Runner floor, where it's mostly people from your division that is specifically made for you. It is one of the top floors. You don't work on like a middle or lower floor. You're near the top because you're big, you're big deals, to put it bluntly. And as you make your way through that area, going towards the deputy chief's office, you see someone kind of just waiting out there, waiting to be let in. And that's where, Bendy, describe your character to us and what they look like. And <clears throat> what are you waiting, like, what are you doing while you're waiting outside that door as the other two okay. walk up to you? Okay, so one question before I, I go into who yeah. Percy is. Did we have a name yet for that shop owner who gave them ramen? Did you say one? I did not, so I'm okay, going to say, cool. yeah, I did not. I will think about that. <laughs> do you want me to? Because I was just, just going to call him Mickey. Please do. We're going to go with that. Okay, Mickey. cool. It. So I'm standing there waiting to be let in. So Percy, uh, which is short for Persephone, um, she's about 5'8". Um, she's pretty well-built. She's kind of curvy, uh, you know, very, like, long, thick legs, very Megan the Stallion in stature. Mm. Um she is, you know, she's lighter skin like I am. Um, she has like curly shoulder length hair where the top is kind of like an off bleached color and the rest is kind of like this faded uh, orange. Um, she's wearing a uh, trench coat that is all black. Everything she's wearing is all black. And as she's sitting there, she's kind of uh, playing with a uh, little bits of paper that she's turning into like an origami uh, giraffe. And, like, as you approach her, uh, she kind of stops. She goes, did you two go to Mickey's? You're damn right we did. Just from there, actually. Mm. <laughs> and she kind of, like, mm. he makes the best ramen. You know, it's the first time I've been. It was actually quite nice. Yeah, I've been searching for a place, like, a regular place. for Mickey's is a good a place weeks. to go. Mickey's has been around for a very long time. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to you go. You can tell. Mm-hmm. Together. As you're... Oh, I, I, you know, I mean, I'm usually in the lab late at nights, but I mean, if you're into it, then maybe, yeah, we could. Well, next time we go, we'll bring you some leftovers. I'll take that. Takeout, not leftovers. That sounds rude. I meant takeout. I'll take that. I will take the takeout <laughs> that you bring to me. Yeah, your whole, your own order, you know? <laughs> cool. So yeah, she's just, and then she like continues to kind of fiddle with this like bur like origami draft that she's making in her hand. You all notice that she is doing that, and it looks fantastic. There's not a flaw in it; it's perfect. As always, your paperwork is impressive and impeccable. 
Thank you. This was a misprint of uh, a guy who got shot in the face mm. uh, downtown. Um, we had a little bit of an error, so I didn't want to waste the paper. So I decided to make it into something different. And I just kind of like take it and I place it on like the, the kind of something that's next to me, some kind of surface and just kind of like leave it there. I love that. You leave it on a cabinet. Yeah, just leave it on a cabinet. It's like, so what do we got? Well, we've been a uh... I've been called upstairs. Um, she wants to see us. Yeah, it Ooh. seems actually important this time. So, be prepared for lectures. Yeah, I've been chewed out before. It's fine. Yeah, we all know how the chief likes to talk. So let's at least pretend to listen until he gets to the important information, shall we? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's because he's stressed. It's not our fault anyway. I mean, he's the chief. Of course he's stressed. You know where we live? (laughs) (laughs) Truer words, truer words, my dear. So I start walking towards the the elevator. Yep. And you walk towards the elevator. Do the others fall? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Always flanking on one side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You walk to the elevator. You go up. I'm going to say you go up two floors. It's not. A, it's one of those slow elevators too. It like takes a couple mm. seconds or two to just get up there. No music on the elevator. Head quiet. I'm making my own music in the elevator. Oh, what's the music now? Uh, I I like leaning in the corner and like da 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 da, and just uh, kind of like <laughs> I perfectly harmonize with her. Like it's the most natural thing yeah. that she and I can do. Da. There's a foot tap, a beat from me. (laughs) I love this so much. (laughs) Doors eventually open. Uh, You're on, it's interesting, because the floor you're on now, his office isn't actually on the Blade Hunter floor. It's on, like, this higher exec floor, if you want to put it that way, I guess. And it's largely, there's not that many people around right now. It's mostly a little bit empty. It's probably still because... For time frame purposes, it's morning, a little bit of a morning, like a late morning. So you could be a bad, like you could have been up for a while, also having noodles. Mm. You know, it's it's the future. Who knows? Any t- time, it's a flat surface. A constant. Yeah, it is a constant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, the doors open. You all make your way out into that sort of open area. You go by a bunch of empty desks. There are people here and there working, and you make it to the door that says Deputy Chief Dave David Holden. I nod to the security guard at the door. He nods back, knocks on the door, says, Chief, they're here. And you just hear this sort of raspy voice saying, let him in, as the door opens, (sighs) as it were. Okay. When you walk into the office... It's the most it's the most noir setup office you can think of in terms (laughs) of visuals. And what I mean by that is those sort of white blinds that are bleeding light in, like light shafts here and there, they're giving that harsh lighting contrast. It's got like that's very sort of standardized proper de- like proper de- proper desk he's sitting at. Cigarette smoke fills the room everywhere, kind of like he's huffing like a chimney. And then you just you see him. He's always there. You always know him. If anyone has any questions in this department, they always answer to Deputy Chief David Holden. He's also got a bit of a checkered history because he was a Blade Runner for a very long time. 
And fun facts, because I love doing more dumps on this, for those who've seen the movie, the first one, uh, Chief Holden is actually the person that the movie starts off with. He's the one who does the test mm. on the, uh, the, yep, on the, the replicant that ends up shooting him. Mm. Yep, and <clears throat> flings him through a wall. He survived that. Because he's the guy he has, who does his job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's interesting about him is he also, after that horrible shot, uh, he has synthetic <laughs> lungs. So he has the nickname Iron Lungs because anytime he breathes in, it's like a tiny bit of a wheeze. And that's why his voice is a little bit of a rasp. Mm. And he just sees the three of you. He's like, come in. Find a seat. Close the door behind us. My heels make a really satisfying click on the wooden floors <laughs> of his office. Um, and I. When you do that, he puts his hand to his temple. <laughs> I sit at one of the chairs and I cross my legs and I lean back. I. I... Go ahead. Sorry. No. Say what you would have said. I was going to say, say, what do you got for us, Chief? Uh, As you do that, uh, Percy, instead of sitting in the chair, she sits literally up on the back of the chair with her feet (laughs) on the seat and kind of leans over her knees to be like, kind of like looks like you say that and she kind of nods like ready for what's next. Mm -hmm. I'll just sit wide-legged, arms on uh, her legs and just lean forward. Man spread. Man spreading. We are, we are taking yeah. that back. <laughs> <laughs> Just sit my coffee and I stare at the chief. Mm-hmm. Or the chief says anything for like a sort of visual description. Uh, he's about in his late 50s. Has on a white button shirt. Suspenders over that. Has white hair and like the most perfectly white mustache imaginable. It's like kind of stereotypical, you're older, but also he rocks that mustache so well. Mm -hmm. But the sternest of gazes, as he's been at this job a very long time. And he just takes a second to look over the three of you. It's hell too, because the eyes are darting back and forth very quickly. All right, let's get into it, shall we? We have an urgent situation. Last night, there was a shooting in Sector 1 in a sordid place called the Snake Pit on Nightclub Row. Mm. Two Nexus 9 Blade Runners were there. Serial serial numbers LH3-7.93 and SN9-1.48. Codenames Leah and Sandor. Maybe you've seen them around? Anyway, Sandor was shot dead, and Leah is now missing. We have no idea where she is. At that point, he brings out, like, a piece of paper, as it were, or maybe he uploads it to your KIAs, which are, like, again, those very well-fit smartphone-type things, if you want to put it that way, that all of you on the department have. And it's like an uploaded image, as it were, of the two of them that he just profiled to you. Can I have the code for uh, the other one? I've got SN9 1.48, and I don't have the code. Not that I... Oh, yeah, I sure. does, is it relevant, no, no, or do I just need their names? You just need their regular names. <clears throat> okay, fine. well, then I'll just keep that. And then just and to clarify, just the... Uh, the shooting was in Sector 1 and the Snake Pit on Nexus Row. Cool. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Good. And the two documents he gives you give you details on the two replicants that were Nexus 9s. Leah is a Nexus 9. Their inception date was 4th of July, 2036. Their primary function, as it were, combat and recon. It also lists, lists and it's interesting because it's mostly this would, I would assume it's for both if you're human or replicant, it's going to list this, but for replicant specifically, this is interesting. List a physical and mental state. Physically, Leah is a level A, meaning they are prime fit and able. If they ever got in a combat situation, they can handle themselves without any problems whatsoever. As for mental state, level C. Hmm. And you have a known address, 21. I'm going to get this wrong because I think I typed this wrong. Give me one second. Nope, it is correct. 21 Honved, H O N V E D, Street, as a possible known address. Can you say that one more time? Yeah, sure. Address of 21 Honved, H O N V E D, Street. Honestly, don't worry about having to ask that stuff. I will gladly repeat it all the time. No I'm worries. taking so many notes. For those of you who are following this show, we stream once a month, which is totally cool. Yeah. But that also means there's a whole month between games, so I'm taking extensive yep. notes. Yeah. All it's good to take notes. notes. So, yep. <laughs> which and I will organize other... later. <laughs> yeah. And then for the other replicant that was mentioned, their name is Sandor, S-A-N-D-O-R. They are also a Nexus 9. Their inception date was the 17th of February, 2037. So they are very, very, very recent because mm-hmm. the year is 2037. Their mm-hmm. primary function was combat and liaison. And their physical and mental state, level B. They're good. Now, just because I feel like you would all know this, for those who are, if there is a replicant in the department, they almost always take something called a baseline test. Baseline test is to make sure they are still emotionally capable of doing their job. If you fail the test, you're not allowed to work. You get sent to, basically, if you want to put it this way, reprogramming to be fixed. There's also, if some of us are playing replicants, there are personal gameplay things associated with that, which who knows if we'll get to that. It'll be interesting. As you take a second to look at those two handouts, that is basically a dossier on those two. Holden continues. They went to the snake pit to investigate suspected Nexus 8 activity, but we don't know if that's what triggered the shooting. According to local cops at the scene, witnesses said there were human supremacist jerks at the snake pit last night. Maybe maybe that had something to do with it. We just don't. I guess we'll read about it in that Salazy tabloid kill tomorrow. Look, you need to figure this out and fast. I have the brass breathing down my neck on this. As you know, the Nexus 9 replicants were approved for use on Earth just last year, and mistrust against the reps is running high. If someone out there is killing and kidnapping Nexus 9s, we need to find them and stop them fast. Add to that, (laughs) add to that, The Wallace Corporation is pushing us hard on this. Their business depends on this new breed of replicants, and anything that jeopardizes that would be a major blow to their bottom line. They're letting us run this investigation, but they have offered their assistance. Their PR manager, Quell, Q-U-E-L-L, is expecting you at Wallace Corp HQ to tell you more about Leah. Play nice with them. 
I mean it. That Chief, said, hold on. Yeah. This PR person, are they doing this case with us? This is a joint operation, yes. You gotta be kidding me. A lot is riding on this with them. They don't want any news coming out of some situations saying there's something wrong with their newest launch. I don't like it either. I really don't, but also you gotta play ball with them. They got the money. When you say play ball, when you say play nice, are you saying that that's going to be difficult? I mean, they're corpos. Of course they are. <laughs> Does this mean that we answer to him or he assists us? She will have maybe a lot of questions to ask, but try to play nice. Especially as I don't know, it's a little unusual to have to have them want to cooperate with us. I don't personally want to say that they have control over this, but at the same time, money talks. They have questions, we will provide them answers, so long as they ask nicely. And one can only hope. Chief, can I just stay in the lab on this one, please? Uh... I need as many hands on this as I can. But also, you could, you could probably find some stuff in the lab. We have stuff down there that might help you. It's all right, Purse. It can't be much worse. And on, yeah, and on that note, I mean, play this any way you like. I don't mind if you split up to cover more ground if you need to. I don't care as long as you get results and fast. If replicants are going missing, that's an issue for everyone. Especially when it's one from our department. Yeah. And as and as I'll say right now, you have the full resources of the department at your disposal. Speaking of working in the crime lab, as he looks at Percy, Sandra's body is being processed down in the crime lab right now. Of course, you can check the LAPD mainframe for personal files on both Sandor and Leah. Then you can check Esper footage of the snake pit last night, see if anything pops up. You might get lucky. Uh, he points to all your little KIA devices. I have uploaded all relevant information that we have so far. Now, do you have any questions? Or if you don't, get going. None that I care to ask. Not yet, but I'm sure I will. Percy, you let us know what you find out during this autopsy, and I think we should probably go check out Leah's residence to start. Yep, even I do that venue itself. Mm. I do that very typical Midwestern like slap of the knees as I like un- <laughs> like get out of the chair, um, and just kind of like look at the chief, kind of like, and then walk out. <laughs> He just rolls his eyes too at you. <laughs> like, and I he just does that too while taking lab. Yeah, and while doing the biggest puff of the cigarette ever, as you just yeah. you smoke across the room. As he does that, <laughs> as I'm walking out the door, like I don't see him do that. I'm like, those things will kill you. Good thing my lungs are synthetic. They'll still kill you. As I walk out, I cheers to him with the remaining three sips of my coffee. Trinket. Nice haircut, by the way. Suits you. Drop it in his 
desk side garbage can, the empty cup, and I walk out. He takes his mug and just cheers you as well. He takes a sip from it. Olson will give a long sigh. <laughs> Stand up, um, sort of with a grunt of effort, and just give a chief, give the chief a nod. Turn around and again close the door behind her when she leaves. And you do that, and then mm. as for the three of you. This is where we reach a very interesting part of the game that I have yeah. been reading up on the starter <laughs> set as much as possible, because this is what kind of makes this game unique. You are now in what we will call the morning shift of day one. And what I mean by that is this game is broken up into shifts. Any location you go to, that is a shift. You have three, you can do three shifts before you need to take a thing known as downtime. If you don't, on your character sheets, you all have something called stress or resolve that can build up. I think it's under called resolve. You can have dots fill up and resolve that are basically stress dots. You get too many of those, you can literally be forced out, period, of like being able to continue. So what also makes this interesting is I don't know what you're going to do next because the, this is mm. the one game I've come across <laughs> where it literally suggests from the start you should split the party to cover more ground. So if you want to, you can split the party, and it's going to be interesting It just goes chaos. against everything I believe in. I know. Right. No, exactly, as a GM. So I, I would say... <laughs> so what I will say is, before we decide to split the party, as it were, let us take a short break, and then we will jump right back into it. Ooh. We'll be back in a few minutes. <laughs>
as we all go. <laughs> as I mentioned before break, uh, you all have a very, it's unlike kind of any other game, because most games tell you don't split the party, but if you want, you may split the party and cover more ground. You have options available to you. And if you need be, I can also tell you what you want to do, but also it seems like one of you wants to go to the crime lab, and one and someone suggested checking Leah's apartment, so all I need to know is who's going where. I'm absolutely going to Leah's apartment. I'm going to my crime lab. I'm going to my home. <laughs> where there are no other humans, just my music, and I definitely dropped a do 12. Okay. And then, Olsen, which way are you going? Um. Okay, so if Echo is going to the Leah's address, or what is presumed to be Leah's address, and Oops. Percy is going to the lab, I can either go and speak to the PR person, or I can go to the snake pit where it happened and question some of the staff there or something. I feel like out of the three of us, the best way to maintain that relationship with the PR person is probably going to be you. Yep. Either okay. you or me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Either you or me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I'll go and speak right. to Quell then, in that case. It seems like a pretty, probably a more important thing to do. Like, Would, you, would you prefer going to check out Leo's apartment or would you prefer to talk to PR? I don't mind. Um, you're better at talking than I am, so there's that. Um, oh, but that was my thought. I can, yeah. yeah. So the sleuth you... in me wants to go look <laughs> at Leah's apartment, but then I'm also remembering who my character is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can go anywhere you want. It's entirely up yeah. to you. If you really want to check out the apartment, yeah, I'm yeah. happy to right. go and speak to the PR person. I mean, we're supposed to work. It's good not like it I'm not going to meet this person also. Yeah. Eventually. Cool, let's do that then. Okay. Yep. So, just to clarify, Wait. Percy, Crime Lab, Olsen, PR, mm-hmm. Echo, Apartment. Yes. And let the chaos reign. <laughs> uh, who would like to go first? This is all happening can, at the same time, roll. but I'm going to let all... Okay. I'm gonna, oh, actually, if you want to roll, I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah. let's roll. That's let's interesting. Roll. Okay, I'll roll a d6. Uh, one to two, it's Echo. Three to four, it's Olsen. Five to six, mm-hmm. it's Percy. Yeah, I like it. And we're going to go Olsen. Uh, nice. Solve all problems with dice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep, when in doubt, dice. First math Bring rock the of dice. the night. Second. <laughs> oh, God, it was. Like, oh, my God, that's weird. The GM did that. Did it, did it Olsen no, roll for oh, something? Olsen did. Yeah, yes, Olsen did. I yeah, rolled. Olsen got yeah. the first one. I'm I was sorry. like, there's no way it was me. Mm-hmm. I missed that. But it was yeah, the first the DM roll. <laughs> was the first yeah, DM first roll. DM roll. Uh, so, what I'm going to say is, Olson, you go down back mm-hmm. to the garage. You take the same spinner, most likely, that you arrived yeah. in the tower with. Yeah. And you, you know, punch in the buttons, get everything ready, prep yourself, and you're just ascended into the air. That is Los Angeles' seascape. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where, yes, it's a darker future. Yes, it's dystopian as hell because this is the world that this setting is in. And yet, it's kind of beautiful with the neon lights. The rain is yeah. still coming down. It's not as hard as it was earlier in the morning, but it's still darn pretty the way the light reflects off it as you just yeah. zoom through the city and make your way to the towering behemoth that is Wallace Corporation headquarters. You eventually are able to get to the building. It's not that hard of a ride. It's Yes, it's busy up in the skies, but even down below, it's also busy. But up here, it's just, as I mentioned, it's this kind of nice silence that just fills that space as it's just you zooming off into the distance 
Eventually you park or find a place to park after landing the spinner. Mm. It's like this large internal garage that's just amazing. Even at this hour of the morning or what is maybe the later late day in the morning, it's packed. <laughs> you find a spot mm -hmm. there, no problem. It's kind of almost eerily that the spot is just there. Maybe it's designated specifically for you or whomever was yeah. supposed to show up. Eventually when you do get out of the car, make your way through the garage, you do find the front desk. And there's just kind of like a clerk there. They are, it's funny that I'm going to say this because it sounds like I'm describing myself. Uh, they are clean shaven, <laughs> not even like mm -hmm. no beard, no hair on the top. They're just kind of putting papers away here and there. They haven't noticed you yet. Hi, good morning. Hi, can I help you today? Um, I'm assuming we have like a kind of badge that denotes our unit and such. Yep. Um, in that case, I'll, I'll pull it out and just say, um, I'm with the LAPD. Um, I have an appointment to meet with, well, your PR representative this morning. And they take a second to look at the badge that's clear as day labeled the RDU unit or mm -hmm. the Rep Protect unit. And it's, you can't get a read on their face. Because at the same time, again, as mentioned at the top, replicants are more human than human. You're not sure if yeah. this is actually a living person or a replicant. It's one of those things where there are ways to find out. It's just on first glance. It's kind of difficult to tell, but at the same time, you're at their headquarters. Anything's possible. Mm -hmm. They look at the badge and they're immediately like, we've been expecting you. Uh, if you want to follow me, I will lead you right this way. Mm -hmm. Make your way down a very long hallway a couple turns left and right eventually you end up in a room that is just immaculately decorated these sort of long sort of almost triangular best way to describe it windowscapes that just look out into LA that are kind of blinding when you first get in because the lighting is so dark if it's not just for the stark contrast that is the light beaming in yeah. very long table very ornate sitting chairs almost like Best way I can describe it, these seats, they're not like futuristic. They're like old, beautifully made wooden chairs yeah. that just, they don't belong in the setting. <laughs> they belong mm -hmm. with the table, but the way the room is set up, you're just like, what a weird sort of setup, but also mm -hmm. it kind of works. And this person just lets you in. They're like, uh, they'll be with you shortly. Just seat yourself. We have water Thank over you. there if needed. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And they let you in and then they close the door behind you. Yeah, she'll take a moment to look around, sort of at the something old, something new kind of uh, aesthetics of the place. Um, yeah. She won't grab water or anything like that. She'll just sort of sit there, clearly kind of discomforted by the setting. Um, she's more of a, a field person and uh, isn't usually in situations like this. So she's kind of a bit tapping the foot, um, on edge alert. As you tap the foot, and like you said, a bit on edge, uh, eventually the door does open and a woman enters. They have kind of like a very similar to what the outfit you're wearing a little bit. Yeah. Darker gray, very, very well put together color. Their hair is black, kind of done up in a bun. And they give you a look that is very reminiscent of your deputy chief, which is just this very stern look. And then they give you a smile that either is genuine or clearly is not. Mm. And they just said, good to see that one of you arrived on time. 
Uh, yeah, our chief gave us quite a few leads, so we're trying to uh, follow them all as quickly as they can, as we can before they go dry. So I'm here. Uh, my name is Quell. They hold their hand out to you. Olson Becker. Hopefully, uh, my lone presence is acceptable. By all means, I'm glad at least one of you is able to come. I am the VP of Public Relations for Wallace Corp. I'm here to help however you need. Well, our chief uh, gave us the job, but was somewhat scarce on anything aside from the identities of uh, the uh, people that are missing. If As you, you have anything say that, extra, anything else? As you say that, they slowly make their way to the front chair of like the head of the table. Hmm. Just take a second to grab what looks like maybe a cigarette and a lighter, just lights it up and just takes a very big puff in. It's like, tell me, what has your chief told you so far? I know you just said not a lot of specifics, but what exactly have you been told? Uh, just that the incident happened at the snake pit, that it was likely some group of... Uh, how do you say, <laughs> human fundamentalists that uh, believed to be the enticing force behind this action. And then just the identities of the two that are missing. Do we know the names of the two that are missing? Yes, and she will recite their numbers, um, which is banked into her memory. Um, Leah and Sandor are their two code names. You notice there's at the front of that table, there's like a machine set like set up there. And they sort of they place the cigarette down on like an ashtray. They just go to it and start punching in letters and numbers. It's like, yes, Leah, I am very familiar with that one. Uh, Sandor I know is very recent to your department. Yes, Leah, just though, earlier we, this year. Yeah, Leah. Though we we've uh, we have a little bit of a history with them. What kind of history? Well, recently she did not pass her baseline test, so she came in for. They say this with a very dramatic pause: recalibration, as it were. Standard procedure. Mm-hmm. And after that procedure, she swallows very hard at this. Uh, they were brought back to the force and were labeled fit for duty. And have been ever since this incident? I want you to do something interesting. Can you give mm -hmm. me an insight roll? Yes. Which that for fun. you would be... Roll a D six. Roll a D six and a D eight. <laughs> what are the odds, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, six or above is a success. Ah, there is a six on the D six. <laughs> there you go. That works. Just As she, you get this. When you look at them, you kind of get this weird feeling that a couple things. I would say one, they're no nonsense. They mm. very much are very much interested in what's about that what's going on 
you're not sure what their motive is behind that, but you can pretty much guess like they work for the corp. I mean, their mm. their whole reasoning behind any of this is always going to be in the best interest of their job. But at the same time, you just get this weird feeling like they're on the level with you, but also they're not. But you're not sure right. why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know that when you talk about Leah, their eyes kind of flared open when they told you that information, as it were, about the baseline test. Mm. Well, uh, yeah, it's a little weird that you can't seem to find them. It's strange. Yeah, ever since the incident, both of them have been missing. One of my colleagues is uh, currently in the process of checking her apartment to see if they can find anything. Interesting. I would, I don't suspect your department, you know, you should inspect within your department, but maybe take an investigation into, you know, the human supremacist groups that are kind of causing the hate and hatred towards replicants. Mm, Never know if there's something with that, I guess. Yeah, I am. I'm a big believer of pulling problems out at the root. And if there's some kind of hate group that is causing ruckus and violence and this much collateral damage and strange disappearances, it causes a lot of extra work for us where we could be doing other more important things. Truly, as she says that, takes the cigarette in again, just breathes it in. How quickly do you... Anything else you can tell me, any information you have on your end about what to expect from these individuals specifically, what to expect from those like them that could be a sort of pattern of behavior or something like this, where they could have been, where they might have been taken, if they'd gone AWOL, run away, something like this, where would they have run to anything that you can tell? Well, for one thing, I would say it's highly unusual a Nexus 9 model would want to run away. They are very, another dramatic pause, obedient and would not really, you know, yes, malfunctions can happen, but that's nothing that a recalibration can't fix, as it were. Hmm. As for Leah specifically, she was one of our earliest Nexus 9 models. Uh I wonder, because she did, they don't really, they give you this look of like, they don't really want to talk about it, but they're probably going to anyways. (laughs) I know that one of the issues was, she was one of our earlier models. The earlier models, the way that we implant memories, as it were, was a little iffy with Leah. Uh, When they were recalibrated, they were brought back in to help fix that. Not sure if that actually got fixed, because we're producing millions of these now at this point. It's kind of hard to keep track of all of them. But if you really want to dig further into that, you can go to the memory lab and talk to, oh God, I need to remember her name. And it's slipping my mind at the moment. But I know if you go to the memory lab and ask about Leah, they should be able to direct you to the person who actually implanted those memories for that specific model. That wouldn't be a problem if I spoke to them about it? They take a second to think about it (laughs) in a very stern way. Like, I don't see an issue with that. Just don't cause them any personal problems as they give you this smile that's just... (laughs) Yeah. Be the last thing I'd want in the spirit of business. 
Yes, especially as we don't want any bad PR from this getting out. I bet you can understand why. Uh, yes, I uh, personally don't like doing these cleanup jobs when there's so much uh, else we could be doing, but they happen and it's best if we just do it as quickly as we can. Move on to bigger and better things, don't you think? 100%. I love hearing that. Exactly the same mindset I have. Mm. And they stand up from their seat. Like, uh, if there's anything else you need, please let me know. Uh, if not, I wish you all the best in your investigation. And may it be swift, quick, and fast. Thank you for your assistance. I'll make my way down to the lab straight away. And they nod their head. And mm -hmm. as a fun reminder, just for the three of you, you have with you your KIAs. Uh, again, it's like a relay connection. You can upload clues and information directly to HQ. You can also mm -hmm. stay in touch with your other Blade Runners, as it were. So it's almost as if they were in the same room as you, if you want to put it that way. So everyone yeah, can yeah. know what's going on, even if the parties split. Tight. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, do you upload anything at all involving um, what you found out? After she leaves, she'd probably spend a minute or two just writing down, just tr transcribing everything that she's learned uh, in terms of um, like Leah's past and um, all that sort of thing, mostly for uh, Echo's benefit because she's going to the apartment. Um, but yes, everything that we spoke about pretty much gets uh, transcribed or paraphrased onto a big long sort of document message note sort of thing and then just uploaded for the, for the group to see. I'm also going to say, just because I find this interesting and fun, uh, mm. off the one success you got on that insight, when they leave, they quickly look back at you, and they just kind of give this very stern look of just like, either, the way you're reading it is either they clearly want this dealt with and wrapped up as fast as goddamn possible, or mm -hmm. it's more of, I just want you the hell out of this building doing your job, <laughs> and then they walk out of the room. Yeah, just raise my eyebrows. <laughs> If anything, it's big boss energy. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Literal and girl from boss there, energy. As you are still in the room, it's gonna switch. Mm. Actually, I'm gonna roll the die again and see. Oh, Actually, yeah. that worked out. Uh Echo. How do you get to Leah's apartment? Do you take a spinner? I definitely you... take my spinner. Okay. Uh actually, this is a good question. Do you take it the, the detective one that's kind of inconspicuous do you take the police one that's very conspicuous <laughs> no i definitely detect what de detect i definitely take whichever is the uh least conspicuous for being in that neighborhood sounds good you notice it's like the last one in the garage that's left available at the moment is the non is like the last non-conspicuous blaringly blue and white one so you're fine it's the same kind of one that you yeah. took when you went to go get olsen i also very specifically don't dress as a cop on purpose mm. i wear nice and you know <laughs> casual business attire it's just like you just don't dress like a cop. Why would I? <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, I mean, that's understandable. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, but like business, you know, very like professional but casual and fashionable business where um, my badge is like tucked away in my pocket. Um, my firearm is is 
just hidden beneath my trench, um, my blazer. So I'm very much just a person. <laughs> yeah. There's no way someone just... can ask you, are you a cop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hmm, I'm sus right now. Let's find out. Uh, you go if anybody asks spinner. questions, obviously I have a badge for a reason. But uh... yeah. <laughs> wait, I have a question: Is yes, uh, Leah's answer. apartment currently considered a crime scene because she's missing? Mm. And would would the LAPD already be there as part of the investigation? That you know of, and if you want, I would say you maybe ask Holden that quickly. It's like, a, oh wait, one question. Go back in the room. It's like, no, this is, no one's investigated it yet. We are literally breaking this now. This ground, as it were. Got it. Copy that. Also for, just so the rest of you know, because I want to make sure you know this. In terms of gear, you do have your RDU badge, KIA unit. I believe you also all carry a firearm. Mm, yeah. So just PKD keep that in mind. blaster. Yeah, if combat happens, it'll hurt. <laughs> it's very quick. Yep. <laughs> Not to subtly drop things. It's just that's how it's been read in the book. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I don't have a firearm. Oh. Um it just says I have and a again, badge, but... a unit, and a spinner. Okay, so if you go under if you go down lower, that should be a no, you do. There it is. If you go under there the sheet, yeah, there yeah. it is. Yep, you all pretty much have the same firearm. Yep. So, or maybe. Tight. Well, actually, some of you are different. Tight. Interesting. They let me right. have a blaster. That could have yes. been a mistake. I mean, cry well. And again, those watching, to, this is all a new game. Brand new game. It's not even literally, out yet. Li- literally part of the description of this character is, like, all you know is the crime lab. So very clearly, I don't know how to socialize. <laughs> this makes me happy. I love this it's character so thing. much. I know. <laughs> Everybody's oh, characters is just like so like multidimensional and very clear, and it makes me very happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good, I love it. I'm ready for this. <laughs> so Echo, you take the spinner. Same sort of action as Olson just had. You get in, and then you ascend into Los Angeles. And again, it's that weird silence. It's weirdly quiet when you're flying, despite like most likely how loud the spinner is probably going through the air. But it just sounds dead quiet. What it's I love most nice... about... Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say, that's the thing. Like, you love that because it's just this one beautiful moment where L.A. just shuts up. <laughs> I One of the yeah. things I love about the spinner is the quiet and the lights of L.A. I can still enjoy yeah. the beautiful lights of L.A. and downtown L.A., all of the neon, all of these incredible, like, TV screen billboards with Coke ads on them and just <laughs> the art of that Actually, spot. it's true. <laughs> Uh, yep, it's true. Uh, and Coca Cola <laughs> survives the centuries. Product placement. Um, <laughs> and, and as uh, you, yes. And I think I would like to descend a couple of blocks away from the apartment and then walk the rest mm. of the way. Sure, I am all for that. As you descend, you make your way into what is known as Sector Five. Which I'm going to double check my notes to make sure. Yep, Sector Five. Which, funny enough, is kind of where you just were a little bit ago. It's it's the central district. Little Tokyo is part of it. It's also home to the biggest shopping. It's one of the biggest shopping districts in the area. A lot of the UN agencies, institutions are located here. Uh, actually, yeah, you're pretty much not that far away from where you just were, if you want to put it that way. Because the LA courthouse is nearby, city hall, district attorney, governor's building. 
it's very much a hive of politics and yet though Tokyo is also nearby so there's also good food in the area well good food at this point who knows if there's actually good food in the future I would say that ramen was good food that ramen was good food yeah <laughs> ramen is always good food all you, synthetic. as you said, you descend, you you put that spinner a couple blocks away because you don't want to draw too much attention. At the same time, you're in a very nondescript vehicle, so you're fine. And uh, I Make... assume like a well-trafficked, like, comfortable area where it's not weird for someone to park where there's a parking spot a couple blocks away from wherever they're going. Yeah. You make your way towards an apartment building that is the exact address. Now, it's not the best of shape, kind of run down aren't all apartment complexes kind of... in this universe? yeah like all in la uh <laughs> <Yeah>. touche <laughs> how very la of yeah. you yeah <laughs> oh, very la <laughs> it's just a normal building <laughs> yeah, yeah it's a normal building uh you slowly approach make your way up the stairs and you can probably see on the, like the lobby level there is a listing of where everyone is just like any regular building. Like, mm-hmm. that's just how it is. You see what is Leah's name. It says 13th floor. Is there a and you realize buzzer? Go ahead. There is a buzzer, yeah. Do oh. you press it? What were you going to say first before I make that decision? Nope, too late. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah! Yeah, I think I probably would. You press it, a couple seconds go by, there's no response. Okay. Push it again. Uh, there's the elevator or stairwell to go up. It's 13 floors? Yeah. I see no problem with taking the stairs. As you do, you notice it's, on the it, elevator. 13 floors of stairs is nothing for Echo. Yeah, it's like day. Uh, <laughs> you notice when you go by the elevator, you can see that someone's pressing the button, and it's just elevator's not even going down. And the mm. guy, the person's just getting frustrated, being like, "What the god?" And it's just like they're now hitting the door, and they're just frustrated, and they just don't even like try to call the elevator. They just immediately rush past you as you make your way up the stairs. As you descend, or as you ascend up the stairwell, what? <laughs> not to label it this way in LA, because some buildings are really nice. It's filthy. There's graffiti everywhere on the stairwell. Some of it's good. Some of the graffiti art's really impressive. Some of it's just like, okay, someone's lazy and doesn't know how to use the spray can. It's just mm. someone's practicing, not doing a good job. As you climb the stairs, you have to push past a bunch of residents here and there who are just, for some reason, chilling on the stairwell. And every now and then, they just kind of give you a weird look as you make your way up. Maybe it's just they don't trust people who don't live here. I'm not really sure. But you get that odd glance or two that just kind of reeks of hostility more than anything. I smile at them gently as I walk by. Some of them smile back and turn away. Some of them just give you a dirty look back with just like, ugh, outsider. <laughs> I chuckle to myself as I hear that. You ascend up to the 13th floor, as it were. Which obviously in any building wouldn't really be 13th floor. They like to label it something else. Because they label ground floor ground one, which is just... Yeah. America. Most likely. <laughs> yeah. Most... Yeah, very. I'm hurting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say. Touche. <laughs> you get to the 13th floor. You start walking down the long hallway. And again, there's 
couple people here and there. They're seeing you walk down. You get to what is presumably Leah's door, and sprayed on top of it is the wor- two words that say skin job. And across the doorway, there's just this large, burly person that just reeks of cheap whiskey. And they're just looking at you as you stop in front of the door. They're like, you a friend of that uh, skin jobs? What if I am? Then you're not welcome here. Get the hell out. I'll have you know that Leah is a very good friend of mine, and I'm paying her a long overdue visit, and if you have a problem with that, well, we can absolutely have a conversation. They stand up. Nice, you know, again, burly. Uh, they reek of whiskey. It's like the thing, it's like, this is this, uh, you, this guy needs a bath more than anything. <laughs> and they just kind of fold their arms in front of you, and it's like, well, if you're a good friend of that person's, I think you should still leave. Oh, gentlemen, I'm sure we can... Oh, I understand, gentlemen. I'm sure that there are plenty of people in this apartment that you're not quite fond of. It doesn't mean that they're not welcome to live here. It doesn't mean I'm not welcome to visit. I'll only be a moment. I'm sure we can come to some kind of agreement. And I'm just the most charming. And that's when they start moving towards Leah's door. It's like, no, I think you should leave. Mm. I pull out my badge. I don't think I'm going anywhere, gentlemen. They see the badge and just spit on the floor. It's like, yeah, no, especially not one of you. Cool, so I guess we're fighting. Shoot him! Speaking of going to, like, the wrong places. (laughs) I I think instead what I do is just um, walk over to Leah's door. Without them noticing this is what I'm doing, because I can, I turn the doorknob to make sure that it opens regardless of whether or not it's locked. Yeah. And then I nod solemnly. Have a good evening, gentlemen. And I walk into the apartment and shut the door behind me. Uh, the door is locked. Right, but can I force it open? Uh, sure, give me a, yeah, force roll. Like that, like my my plan was with with my strength to, without them noticing it, just open the door and like break the lock if I have to without it looking like I'm doing so. Um, Hold on, let me get my Yeah, no, I say do it. I'm going to allow it. So roll a D6 and a D8. Yep, D6 and a D8. Let's go. Is that my D8? No. And again, six or above is a success. Yeah, I mean, I got an A and a three, so... Nice. Uh, you do exactly what you say. You smile and just say, have a nice day. And you force the door open with some wonderfully unnatural strength, as I will put and it. And I do not, not break happen. eye contact with the one person that's talking to can me it, as I do Can that. it be much like Cobra Bubbles in uh, Lilo and Stitch <laughs> opening the door with all of the nails it's in it? Exactly. Like, yep. Yep. That's the whole <laughs> vibe. Cobra Bubbles just... That's yep, an no image one. that I have now. That's crushed. I crushed it. Love that so much. <laughs> That's amazing. That's not something I ever imagined would be referenced in a game, so I yep. love that. No, yep. incredible. I'm also going to say, just because I'm curious, can you also roll manipulation? 
Yeah. Good for D. Yes, I see it. A D12. Oh, that's a good roll for you. Yeah. D12 and, and a D12. D6. Dang. No, Ooh. and a D6, right? Oh, oh no, a D12 and a D12. Yep, you got an A in both, so it's a D12, yeah. Shit, okay. In both, that's impressive. Get him. Scott, I was being a dog shit. Okay. Um... (laughs) Oh, and I should describe that, too, while you do that. Give me a second. 19. You said you were the best person. Well, uh, what's the two of them individually? Uh, It was a 12 and a 7. So, (laughs) fun things that we can go over, because I realized I did not describe things well enough on this. Give me a second. I want to pull this up. It's always fun to describe things because, hey, it's a new game. First off, if you get a 10 or above on a roll, that's two successes. So you got two successes out of that, which is, that's awesome. And also, uh, yeah, uh, in this game, everyone's kind of playing an archetype. My way of looking at it is like, it's like your quintessential noir archetypes. So for Echo, you said Doxy. Think of them almost like body language speaks volumes, but also they're good at getting into areas and situations and infiltration, if you want to put it that way. Or Doxy's as I said to Maz a couple days ago, yeah, mock them. <laughs> Doxy's got <Literally>. Moxie. <laughs> also very That's Black so Widow. Yep. <laughs> yeah. uh, with your two successes on that, which, goddamn, good roll. Oh, also, uh, can before they... I have gone in, before I even yeah. talked to them, can I take a picture of the graffiti that I saw so I can send it out? Yeah, you caught photos of all the graffiti on the way up. Great. I want, but with your two successes on manipulation and the way you smiled at them, they just give you this look of like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't want to bother. Goddamn mm. fucking Blade Runner police crap. And the guy just slowly lunges off down the hallway and just is like muttering himself like, God, fuck, da, da, da. <laughs> as you somehow force the door open, which when you do that, you break the lock in process. So now the door is just going to open no matter what. <laughs> It's fine. I'll fix it later. Give me one second because I want to just send a guy out. That's fine. I've got. I can. Yeah, just send them out. Or have somebody come and fix it. Mister Fix It. Hey, you got a guy. I got a guy in this. I got a guy in the precinct. Probably. You're now in the apartment. Now, with the apartment specifically, you would know this because. Anyone who lives in apartments like this, they're, they most likely work for the LAPD, or at least are in the rep protect unit. They all kind of look the same. Open hallway that has a bathroom on the right. You walk into the main area. There's the living room. It's got a fold-out bed that can come out from the wall, basically. You also have a kitchen area right behind it that also connects, weirdly enough, into the bathroom. <laughs> it's almost like you can go in a loop. Yeah, it's weird. Very weird way of doing it. When you walk in... I remember correctly. Yeah, the place is kind of just, it's ordinary looking. Like, the best way to describe it, like, there's nothing really, maybe it, it doesn't look interesting on first glance, but at the same time, what I'm going to have you do is make an observation roll. Observation is a D6 and, let me know and what a you D10. Get. get those D6s. This is now a singing story. Wait, is a D6 oh, and a D10, right? Uh, let me double check. Is she... Yeah. Okay. Then I got a four and a seven. You got one success on that. All right. Give me a second. I'm managing quite a few things. I try to get you something. Yeah. Okay. 
Now we don't have enough for it. Oh, I bet I will. See, this is why when I have multiple dice, in case one fucks me, I organize them by what kind of, what number of the dice they are, and they all just got mixed up because I've been using them. So I'm just gonna. Yeah. That's I fine. see nothing wrong with that. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> why do I have. You go over here. You take a second to look around the room. Again, it's not really a, that big of a living space. It's like, take studio apartment, make it small. <laughs> <laughs> Which, in LA, that's yes, not That's really, a normal that's, studio that's apartment. <laughs> yeah, it's a normal studio apartment. Which is, yeah. <laughs> I'll just go with that. Something you find interesting is, and it's a weird thing to kind of find, Find by a small table next to the sofa, there is a jar, and it has this beautiful, beautiful colored, like almost neon blue butterfly flying around in it. It's mm. kind of surreal, but as I said, it's like, it's very pretty. Now, you would know this because this is the world this game does it, is in. Does it remind me of Pixel? And, well, oh yes, it does remind you of your cat, Pixel. It's adorable. You do know in this world that, uh, not to get too bleak, because, hey, dystopian, animals, real animals, kind of are a real, like, kind of a rare sight at this point. A lot of animals at this point are very much synthetic or robots, if you want to put it that way. They look yeah. natural. They look like the real thing. But at this point in time, they are all either personally crafted or, yeah, basically it i mean they're not really real animals at this point because the world is kind of in a bit of a climate crisis which not to get too real real with the real world but hey mm. this is where we are we're already in the dystopian future it just doesn't look as cool you you yeah. knew what show you were watching <laughs> very true you know looking at this that this thing is not real it's too well crafted it's this beautiful but again it's this weird surreal yet beautiful butterfly and if you want, you can make a connections roll of sorts. Hmm. Which would be going through dice. D6. And D6 and a D12. 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 A 10 and a 2. Two successes again. You're rolling very well. Yeah. You would know that if anyone's making artificial butterflies or animals of any sort the place to go is Annie row that's basically known in la where if you are looking for a pet whether a cat a dog maybe something more exotic like you never know like an ostrich or an elephant not to be weird about it but it's possible you could go down there and you would have a very interesting look around trying to see who amongst the shops might be able to help you out you would also know, based off that role, if you really wanted to, you could probably cue in uh, Percy at the crime lab and see if they're able to pull anything up on the crime lab or the, or the L.A. mainframe, see if anything pops up. Like, specifically in regards to this butterfly? Like, a, like maybe, like, a serial number or something? Yeah, possibly. Okay, cool. So then I... Uh, can I video call? Is that a thing? I think it is on that. Let me double-check. I believe it is. I feel like that's a like thing. Like I, normally you have to go yeah. to a kiosk, but I feel like because of our unit, we can do it over yeah. our device. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I probably like have the device like sitting on a table like next to me as I'm working. 
be walking down to the memory lab. Yeah, it says video chin. on it, so I'm going to say yes. Great. Yeah, you could do a video. It's like this. The best way to describe it, picture it almost like a little bit bigger than an iPhone. Okay. A little bulky. So the, the Skype noise just starts. Okay. So at this point, because time has taken place, so like I... I hit the button and you can see I've got my legs up on my desk. Um, I've got like a cup of some kind of steaming liquid. And yeah. um, I'm not even looking at the device. I'm looking down at the liquid. Mm-hmm. I'm like, talk to me. So I found something rather interesting at our friend's apartment. Uh, take a look at this. And then I just show the butterfly. And you see, like I mentioned, this sort mm-hmm. of surreal yet beautifully crafted blue neon butterfly. So I like look up over my my tea and then I kind of look at a second and I look down and then I look again and kind of like lean in like, yeah. oh, and do I know anything about this? Like, do you want me to give a roll? Sure. Give me a second to pull that up. <laughs> what? what? Yeah. Would you want me to do like an, uh, I guess, observation or an insight? Do do a tech roll. Because you okay. can, because so, because with your KIA, mm-hmm. I'm going to say you're able to do this, even if you have a video call coming in, you can use that and it connects directly to your mainframe at headquarters. So you okay. can search records and see if something pops up. Uh, okay. So roll tech. So, all right. And so what I'm that hate, will do. Hey yeah, Siri, this bitch. All right. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so for you, that hey, would Siri. be a, oh, that's a very good roll for you. That's a D12 and a D12. Okay. All right. Well, I rolled the D6 and that was a straight up six. So I'm going to switch over to the D12. And that's the. Yep. This, Two guy. D12. this guy. All right. Off the table. It's a nine and a 12. That's, so here's where it gets interesting is if you succeed on both of them, that's technically a critical. Heck uh, so yeah. Good job. I always love when that happens. You take a second where you're just probably like, Give me a second, Echo. And you either pull your device up, or if I'm going to say if you're at a computer in the crime lab, because technically, if I remember correctly, let me read this. No, they're Do not. You're in-, in the crime. Are you in the crime lab, or was it the main? Yeah. Or- I would have done. Yeah, I would have gone down to the crime lab and made tea, okay. and just realized that it probably would have taken both of them some time to do what they got to do. So I am, I'm taking my sweet time. Um, mm. Also, do I have like an assistant or like an intern or something? So that's what I was about to get to you about uh, in the crime lab. <laughs> We'll answer it. No, I'm going to answer that role in a second because I want to get some flavor on this. In the crime lab, you have the main person who's in charge of the crime lab. His name, I just had it a second ago. There we go. The main chief medical examiner. His name, and this is probably going to make you laugh, his name is Coco. Coco. Love. That's my boy. <laughs> I love Coco. For you. You go, Glenn Coco. Yeah, exactly. I was you just go thinking Coco. that. I already uh, love them. Very shortly, <laughs> like buzz cut head, very buzz cut head, very oh, friendly face, the best way to put it. He is in there. You also notice he's there, and I forgot the name of it because I gotta find it. So give me That's one okay. second because this is That's adorable. Okay. So quick, adorable things are great. Can I have a I'm quick like... recap while he does that of what just happened so I can write it down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, give me a second. Um, as far as what things. just happened with you or no, with me? you. Me. I'm keeping track of everything. Yeah. Okay, so I got a, a 12 and a 9 on my roll uh, for tech to find out information on the, the uh, butterfly. synthetic butterfly. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 
So you notice in the medic in the crime lab, there's Coco. He's again very friendly. He he he's usually the main one that works down here. You also notice his cat in the room, whose name everyone knows because the cat's always there. And yes, it's a synthetic cat. Uh, the cat's name is Biscuits. Oh my god! <laughs> I love it. I love it. Biscuits and I are best friends. Uh-huh. <laughs> you also know, like Coco, and every time you ever meet him, like or interact with him, he's kind of aloof. Sometimes mm-hmm. a little detached, very focused on their work. So if someone walks in, they're friendly, but they're very much like, I'd love to get back to helping you out as best I can. Uh, and you're asking questions about the butterfly, I would assume? Yes. Or Yeah. yeah. Inquiring he, about, yeah. Yeah, he kind of takes a second. It's like, uh, do you have a picture of it? And I just kind of swivel the screen. Yeah. He looks at it. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's... Um, if they haven't said it already, I know that's Animoid Row. Like, that's where I are. And he points to his cat. It's like, that's where I got my, my, my biscuits here, you know. You can pretty much find any animal down there almost at this point. It's kind of a, it's an interesting environment to walk around. Hmm. Interesting. All right. And also from the tech roll that you got, go back to that. because I don't want to forget that. Yes. I want to make sure you have correct info because I would feel bad if you didn't. Yeah, nah, it's all good. You would know, <laughs> just we are able to swipe through it. After Coco says that, it's like, okay. And then you start swiping through more and trying to pull up info of Animoid Row. And you're mm-hmm. able to find out that the there is someone who has a business permit of sorts as a vendor that does sell butterflies. I know, sounds weird. Oh, I know sorts. a guy. Oh, uh, I know what's a interesting. Guy. Yeah, like this is a person who's literally specialized in custom making these. Uh, the name that pops up, you don't really get much of an image out of them on when you look it up. They're just simply called the Aurelian. A U R E L I A N. Okay, the Aurelian. All right. So it looks like you're looking for the Aurelian. Uh, Apparently, he's the go-to butterfly guy. There might be some issues with his permits. Not quite sure. Uh, but that is the individual that we're going to be looking for in this case. And I assume he's on uh, Animoid Row? I do believe so. DM. <laughs> yes. And then the interesting thing is when you try to look up the name specifically, that is the only information it gives you. There is nothing else. There and is he's not just even a vendor a that does butterflies? Yeah. And there's not even a photo of him. No, there's no photos yeah. of him. Understood. All right. So what oh. I'm gathering here is a very suspect situation with our lovely butterfly friend. And if you are finding one of his butterflies in the location of our missing friends, it could be possible that you're running into a little bit of a nefarious situation. That's all I got. So it would seem. <laughs> Any information that you've gained yet on our uh, deceased friend? Oh, um, yeah, he's, uh, chilling out, uh, over there on the table. I'm working my way to it. I had some paperwork I needed to finish. Yeah, of course. Um, I will, uh, eagerly await. <laughs> I, I understand. I understand. This is very, like, typical of my relationship with Percy. And I totally understand, like, <laughs> just get the, it. the methods of preparation in which Percy goes to to a t- a tackle, especially an autopsy. 
And I'm just like, oh, of course, right. The tea and yeah. the notebook yeah. and the prep. I totally understand. I gotta get in the mood. You know yeah, me. I, I like, totally I gotta get. Like, <laughs> uh, I gotta get my mood music. Yes. I assumed that's where you were in your process. Absolutely mm-hmm. no rush. You let me know if you See, find you anything interesting. And I, will I love you, Echo. Echo, if you want to roll me another observation roll. Yeah, I'm gonna keep looking in this apartment for more shit, yeah. man. And then we'll okay. switch perspectives in a second too, because I want to okay. make sure. D six. Got it. I believe in you. The DM believes in you. <laughs> Just oh, no. either good or bad. <laughs> a better or go less. One of two ways. I'm always going to support the players. I want everyone to succeed, even though failure is always interesting too. Very true. Uh, even in failure, you find success. Two. Okay. Ten. You again. You take a second to look around the apartment, and I'm going to roll a die for a second. Uh oh. That's this. No, you're good. One. I know I am. <laughs> this is a roll against Echo. Like... You take a second and you I look around the room. Yeah, you notice a. Interesting. I'm trying to figure out the best way to do this. Hmm. Yeah, I'll do that. You notice a photo by her bed. It's like in a beautiful frame. It's kind of interesting because you also like you know Leah's a replicant. Like they kind of kept to themselves. They didn't really talk amongst others, as it were. The photo, if I can find my shirt, is, there we go. Takes some time. It's of a young girl. She's got a friendly smile. She has hair that looks very much similar to Leah's. And it's just interesting that it stands out, because you're like, did she she Mm. know this young child, as it were? At the same time, you also know Leah is a replicant. They have implanted memories, so you're not mm-hmm. sure if this is something that's actually real or not. Like my, what immediately what comes to mind is like, did somebody make her think she had a daughter? Ooh, possible. Don't like that. I don't like that. No wonder she mad. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let that girl. Let her stay missing. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I would say if you want to roll another observation, you can. I might switch the scene just because, if you're cool with that. Or would you like to do another observation roll? Uh, if you guys are cool with it, I'll do one more, and then we can switch. Yes, the go for it. Cool? Let's do that. Absolutely. Okay. We're in the mo- we're in in the scene. We're in the in yes. the stick of it. Yeah. We're in the mise en Oh, uh, that's it. a twelve and a three. So I'm really glad we did that again. All right. Wow. No, I rolled the wrong dice. You're all rolling good. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Hot dice. You move Sorry, away not the... a 12, a 10. I lied. Oh, it's still good. It's that's a, still it's a, two it's successes. Anything, above, anything that's a 10 or above is an yeah. automatic two successes. Mm-hmm. So you're just capitalizing. I love this. I'm going to say you find on a table nearby, because you move away from the bed after you see the photo. Do you take the photo, by the way? Like the that's, picture in the frame? I, t- I take photos of everything in the apartment that I see. Good. Just everything. checking. I take you pictures of the whole to... apartment. No, that's smart. You move towards what's basically like the bedside table, I guess, or like the table that's in front of it, like the living room, because all these apartments, they're fold-out beds, so these beds mm-hmm. can go immediately back into the wall. Murphy beds. Again. Yep. Yeah, it's one of those. Yeah. Los Angeles! Yeah, good old LA. Ah, <laughs> uh, good old slumlords. God, I mean, landlords. <laughs> I mean, corporations. You're not what? wrong. <laughs> Do all of the above? <laughs> you look at the table. There's like a book here. There's like an empty mug on there. On there's another book that's opened up, and it is 
you look at it, you pick it up for a second, you leave it where it's opened, and it's a, of all things, a collection of poems by William Blake. And it's weird because it's opened up, to, yeah, it's opened up to a very specific page that I'm actually going to take the time to read out loud because I think uh... it's pretty. But also, sometimes your GM likes to just read out loud. Please <laughs> do this and Hell send yeah. it to the Discord because I, I will want say it always. What's, yeah, it's in the Discord. What's interesting, though, before I read this, there is a front page of it. There's no other page, so half of this poem is missing. Mm. Good to know. Yeah. That said, while you read it, you read the following. The tiger, and it's spelled tiger, T-Y-G-E-R. God, this feels kind of funny because I'm about to read this out loud in a very theater way because my background. Heck yeah. Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forests of the night. What immortal hand or eye could frame thy fearful symmetry? In what distant deeps or skies burnt the fire of thine eyes? On what wings dare he aspire? But the hand dare seize the fire. And what shoulder and what art could twist the sinews of thy heart? And when thy heart began to beat, what dread hand and what dread feet? What the hammer, what the chain, in what furnace was thy brain? What the anvil, what dread grasp, dare its deadly terrors clasp? When the stars threw down their spears and watered heaven with their tears, did he smile his work to see? Did he who made the lamb make thee? Tiger, tiger, burning bright in the forests of the night, what a mortal hand or eye dare frame thy fearful symmetry. I take a picture of the poem. You take a picture of the poem. I don't take the book. I feel like if I remove the book from this place, it's wrong. Somehow. I leave you it. You notice again. Yeah, as you leave it, but you notice there's still a page missing and it's kind of weird. That there's a page missing is it the page huh? or is it a half of the poem or is it no okay. there is a full page missing that should be the next part of the poem and it's just not there it's been ripped out okay so in that case i'll take a picture of the next page and so you can tell what page specifically is missing including the page number yep so that i can send it and i send that off and i write if someone could find the missing half of this poem it could be a very important clue I send that off. Um, mm -hmm. I take a couple extra pictures, and then I I fix the lock as I make my way out. <laughs> you know what? Because you ever want to fix the lock, make a tech roll. <laughs> nice. If you fail this, I'm going to say right now it's not fixed. Oh, my God. Fine. <laughs> You're going to have to call a guy. <laughs> I'm going to have to call a guy. guy. <laughs> a six and a two. Uh, Hell yeah. Okay, you're able to fix it a little bit. Uh, and now I leave. Is, my question for you, and this is a weird question to ask, is <clears throat> what was your interpretation of the poem? For me, as someone who can sympathize, I found it to very much be a longing for real humanity. Just curious. Oh. As you fix the door. Oh, also, <laughs> and angry at the people responsible for the fact that it's 
manufactured. And like the chaining okay. down, I mm-hmm. think, as well. Yeah, yeah 100%. Okay. Mm. Yeah. As you leave, big burly guys are not in the hallway. But when you close the door and you do fix the lock, I'll be generous. <laughs> Even though I don't think that would really happen. But you know what? Screw it. Why not? You make your way out of the building, but the entire time you walk down out of it, every single person just gives you this dirty, disgusted look. I am so mentally involved with the investigation now. My head is just in the information that I found. I'm barely paying attention. I'm confidently walking out of the building because I have shit to do. Damn straight. You get out of the building. It's still, it's not raining as hard as it was, but it's still raining. And again, toxic rain. So it's great. It's great rain. It's the best kind of rain, really. Uh, You make your way down a few streets to where you parked your spinner. And I will leave it where you're in your car deciding what's next. This is where we will now zoom to Percy. You're in the crime lab with, again, the wonderful Coco and the most adorable cat named Biscuits that you've ever seen in your life. Mm-hmm. I'll even say the cat slowly walks up to you and just, wow. And I, I give a light little, like, swoop from head to tail and, like, up over the tail. Um, it immediately purrs. Yeah. It immediately starts purring loud as heck. <laughs> And I kind of, uh, I kind of look at the cat, and under my breath, I'm like, "You get it." <laughs> Coco just quickly looks away from what they're doing, looks at you, and it's like, "Yeah, they do." <laughs> they go back to their their paperwork quickly. I love the science people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you were in, as mentioned, the crime lab. It's yes. the main chief medical officer is Coco. They're the only one yes. in the room at the moment. Uh. They don't, you know, personally, that they never really venture out of the room. Like, that's just, that's their space. That's where they're always going to be. If Coco is anywhere else, fascinating. I think a lot of people would love to know where they're going. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you want to make a, you know, as you said, there is a body on the table, as I specified. Apparently, it is Mm -hmm. Sandor. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you want to give me a medical role. Okay. That'd be cool. So So I'm getting, so I'm getting ready to to investigate the body, essentially, right? Hundred percent. Yeah. So I have a little bit. D10. D10. Okay. Yep. D10. I didn't mean to cut you off. No. 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 You're so good. Thanks for the dice. All right. Uh, I have a little bit of a ritual. It's a ritual for whenever I'm ready, getting in the space, doing this. Think. Think like Minority Report. If anyone's ever seen it, like I I have a very old track of some classical music. Uh, It's called Colors Dance by George Winston. If anyone ever wants to look it up, it sounds amazing. But it's very simple, like piano. So I like I just flood my ears with piano music. I get ready to do my medical stuff, and I roll a nine and a six. <laughs> wow, no, that's good. That succeeds. <laughs> Give yeah. me a second. Do you? All right. So you take a second to look at the body. Mm-hmm. Roll a nine and a six. There is a large hole in its chest. Uh, it's very large, and you can tell just by looking at it, because again, you're an analyst. Your main background is crime lab, the mainframe, mm-hmm. S for wall. You know how to do that better than anyone else. This is your MO. This is the thing yep, you're this very is my much space. We're made for. Yeah, it's your Minute. space. You know, looking at this, they were shot at point blank range with a very large caliber weapon. Okay. And the bullet went right through them. 
Okay. Are there any fragments of the bullet that I can find in the hole? Anything that can tell me the type of weapon that was fired? The only thing you're able to, like, abs oh my God, words. The only thing you're able That's to right. ascertain, there is a word. Bullet went clean through. There is no bullet trace or remnants in there. It is literally point A from the chest to point B. You could, mm -hmm. as disturbing and gross as this sounds, you could look through and see the actual table that they're sitting on. That's how big of a okay. hole it is. Okay. So I take, I take my tea, which is a high, higher cup, right? And I just oh, place no. the cup in the hole um, <laughs> as I'm continuing to like look around the body, like just nonchalant, just like straight through, like onto the table. Like it's not touching oh, anything. There's no, you know, it's just put it there and then keep looking. Like um, I'd like to maybe look at like the toxicology report or something else, like trying to find out more about the body, what, what his state of being was. You know, I'm just. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> you know, just looking at it again, you're not a hundred percent sure what was shot through them. Just that it was point blank. It was clearly a large caliber weapon. Clean. And it, yeah, it was clean. It's the type of thing where it went from one end to the other, and if it's still around, it might most likely is probably at the crime scene. Oh. I do want to ask before we move on, like, as I'm placing my drink in there, um, did it cauterize the wound as it went through? Or is it, like, is it very clearly a bullet wound? Like, it's not, like, a hot, like, searing, like, blast wound or something like that? Uh, very much a bullet wound. Got it. But it's, okay. like, again, Sandor was a replicant, so you can see on the inside it's all mechanical parts. Yes. Yeah. And it's, like, cool. that weird, you can see... This is gross, but I'm going to say it anyways. It's like that gross, like, rusty sort of liquid was spooled around the chest area as he got yeah. shot, and it's in the back, too. Okay. Co Coco just takes a second to finally peer away from their computer, and it's like, yeah, they probably already ascertained this. Clearly, point-blank range. Mm -hmm. Some kind of large-caliber weapon. If you're able to maybe find the bullet, I can help with that, but... As it is, I have no idea what they were shot with, but whatever it was, it took them out in one shot. Yeah. No. Did we find At anything this... in their system? Is there anything? What else we got? Uh, nothing really odd okay. or strange about it. I mean, Sandor was Somebody pretty clean. There was no, yeah, somebody shot him. I don't know who, but he was pretty clean. Like, very recent addition. No abnormalities, as it were. No baseline tests that were failed. They were solid. It's a shame. They're a good model. Mm. Mm. At this point, and I, someone... I take a moment. Sorry, I take a moment to oh, look at ahead. Sandor. And and was it Sandor that was that was commissioned towards? Um, he's the most recent model, correct? Lee, uh, Leah is the one that is from. Okay, older. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so he's Leah's newer, a little so. older. So I take a moment and like I just kind of like observe the the body in front of me like very like unemote like no emotions like just i can very clearly have zero connection to this this cold piece of machinery on my slab and i just go hmm, shame and then like grab my drink finish like taking a look at the face of this thing and then just like go back to my seat when you take the drink out you can tell that the hole that it filled <laughs> it's a little bit warmer now maybe hell <laughs> got a little crispy <laughs> uh, yeah. at that point when you take the drink up and again kind of kick back while doing research someone else walks into the room and 
they're also another person who's kind of like in your department. You know them more specifically because they are, their name is Mirren, M-I-R-R-E-N. They're, they, you know Claire as Day, their name is, a, they are a replicant. Yeah. You also know them a little more familiarly than the other as they were assigned to the crime lab around the same time you are. Mm-hmm. And they just look at you and are like, oh, actually doing your job, huh? As they walk in and hand paperwork off to Coco. I just glare. Like, all right. Like, I'm like, I don't even have words for you right now. I just keep sipping. I'm like, not worth my time. <laughs> I got a body I, on the slab. I got my music. I don't have time for you. <laughs> as you say that, they look at the body and like, oh, yeah. And what have you been able to ascertain? Well, um, for anyone who has eyes, uh, there is a gaping wound in the chest, which I don't know. Maybe that tells you the uh, the guy was shot. So, yes, I did do my job. <laughs> Anything else? Just do your best. And they just give you the, yeah, they give you a smile back exactly like that, where you're just like, uh, and they do walk out. Best. High, high foot, like high foot out the door. Cool. And I would say, if you want, again, you have your KIA, you can communicate with everyone else. You can all share that information. Okay. My main question for all of you is, are you uploading all this to the mainframe? Yes. Are you keeping info to yourself? Okay. Oh, I'm not up. Uh, well, I don't have anything that would be secretive. So yeah, I guess I do upload that to the mainframe. I think the poem situation, I just send to the team. My yeah. My two people on the team. Mm-hmm. just okay. for us um, and also the... the fact that Quell is sus I also just send to my teammates <laughs> nice. but the butterfly yeah. stuff and all of that research I definitely that's mm-hmm. fine for the mainframe because that's a lead I'm going to follow up on that matters um, yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. I do because and... I, as much as I don't like to I, I, as much as I show like a little bit of a disdain I do my job so it's like yeah yeah, yeah. and I'm going to say all of you do your specific tasks. One's in the crime lab, kicking back, but also doing work, listening to dope tunes. I do. One met a PR representative for Wallace Corp. And one went to the apartment of Leah's and found rather strange information, as best I put it. And also didn't was able to fix a broken door. Hey, that's a great skill to have. And I'm going to say, before we progress any further, I feel like this is a good stopping point. As you can take a while to figure out what to do next. As you now have a lot of stuff. You did. You got really, those were good rolls. I'm actually very happy. Like, I know there's a lot of GMs who are like, oh, I don't want you to roll well. No, no, I want you to roll well. (laughs) (laughs) To to shamelessly shamelessly plug, um, my dice I have from 1985 games. 1985 games are in the community. Uh, it came in this really adorable like box set that makes it look like a VHS nice. tape. They're uh, super cute. So sick. <laughs> They're looking for new affiliates, so please look them up. 1985 games. Every accessory you could ask for. Not every. That's a bad pitch. Great accessories you could ask for in your D and D and tabletop days. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I love it. I Sexy love it. It's a VHS yeah. card. That's so awesome. Yeah. Me too. It's so I love cute. That. Yeah. But, but yeah, we will, I was going to say, in a very short time, next month, the first Sunday of December, which is wild to say out loud because time yeah. is a weird concept, Truly. we will continue this. But before we go, obviously, 
I wanted to go around the table and have everyone reintroduce themselves and plug away at all the wonderful things that you do because you're all wonderful human beings. This was a great first session. And again, we're all learning how to play this for the first time. I know this as the GM, I'm holding back awesome. a lot of uh, nerves because there is a lot of moving parts in this, but also I, that was fun. I'm very happy about it all. You awesome crushed stuff. it. Bravo, yeah. DM. <laughs> you all Good crushed job. it. We're all great. Uh, I'm going to go around the table, as it were. Yeah, literally, round of applause. Let's go around the table, <laughs> and this time starting with Maz. Hello, my name is Maz, and this is my face, and I have been Echo, our doxy with Moxie. Um, you can find me all over the internet as Maz Face. That's M-A-Z-Z Face. Uh, at Twitter, I'm at, at Real Maz Face. I promise it's me. I am the real one. Um, nobody's the imposter but me of my own self. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. <laughs> That made sense it in my head. It. It's fine. <laughs> uh, you can find me it. on uh, Open Circuit Studios uh, this coming Wednesday for our season finale of Leverage Los Angeles. It's so melancholy. My heart is like, uh, I love playing in that game so much. And uh, if you haven't watched it, a lot of it is on the Open Circuit Studios YouTube. Definitely check that out and come watch our stream on Wednesday run by the amazing Trevor Valley, and I get to play with awesome people like Brie Udahime, who is our community manager here at uh, Cyber Nation, um, Gil Ramirez, uh, Lamar, Finn. I love this game so much. Um, and what else am I doing? Doing some cool stuff with Tio that I can't talk about yet, but I will soon. And that's what I'm doing. Yay. Do all the wonderful things. Uh, next up, Becca. Hi, everyone. I'm Beck. Um, I've been playing Olsen, the uh, enforcer of the group. Oh, so many exciting leads, so much excitement. Um, you can find me uh, at Twitter and Twitch at SiteHoltergeist, where I stream mostly Vampire the Masquerade games that I mostly run uh, at this stage on my own channel. Um, it's amazing. Such a great system. I'm obsessed. Will always be obsessed. Um, and we've also got, um, with me and some of my friends in Melbourne, a, uh, a sort of a studio in-person recorded game coming up, which is being, you know, organized all the bits and pieces of that, um, which will be amazing. Like the person who's running it has been researching it for years and years so it's going to be awesome um that's going to be coming up sort of towards the end of the year um and aside from that uh just planning a lot of stuff for next year at the moment some big projects and awesome things but yeah stay tuned around my socials for news on that and that's me bias towards vtm i understand that (laughs) next up (laughs) bendy Hello there. I am Bendy Mitchell. Uh, you can find me on Twitter as Bendy Dinosaurs. I was here to play Percy, uh, your resident analyst who does her job um, at her own pace. Um, <laughs> but does it well. Uh, I do my job and I do it well. Uh, you, it'll get done when it gets done, but at least it gets done. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can find me actually on November 15th on YouTube. You can see everything that'll be on my Twitter, but I'm one of the founding members of Obsidian Brews, a collective of Black tabletop players, sharing our experience and building a community for Black folks at the tables. Uh, so we are going to be doing a dungeon crawl written and map made, map made by Mad Dr. Rob, our resident map maker. 
also on our on my link tree that you can find on my Twitter, the Kickstarter for HBCUCon 2023 is live. HBCUCon is historically black colleges and universities, but a convention celebrating nerdum and everything we love. Um, so please uh, venture on over to my Twitter, click over to my link tree, find all the good stuff there, and uh, please support HBCUCon. It means a lot to us. So, yeah. Those are all wonderful. And yes, everyone, please support all that. That's fantastic. Uh, and with that, hi, my name is Nate Bushman. For a second, I forgot my name. <laughs> you played so wow. many people today. Yeah, I did. Uh, I'm a, by day, I work as a portrait product photographer. I'm also a project manager for a sort of D&D adjacent company. It's awesome. Uh, I was your GM. Uh, if you want, you can find me on Twitter. There, as long as hopefully Twitter's up at Nate underscore B. Mm. You can also find me on Instagram at Indie Nate. Wow. Uh, if you want, check my photos out at NateBushman.com. Entirely up to you. Uh, I know for my stuff coming up next, not next sun- Sunday, Saturday the 12th is the last session I am running of my VTM game, The Old Town, a Boston by Night Chronicle over on the Initiative Order. Shout out to them. They're wonderful. Uh, okay. It's our finale. It Last session was a lot. <laughs> I kind of might have broke someone accidentally, character-wise. I apologize. Uh, outside of that, we will be back here for Sunday of December to continue this wonderful game, along with our fourth member, Finn, who will be there as well. And it'll be fun to have everyone there and let the chaos ensue. And I also have another game coming up on the 18th, where I am doing another VTM one-shot on a wonderful channel called The High Shelf Collective. They're a great group of people. They've never played it before. I love new players. <laughs> so much fun to cause chaos with new people. And yeah, outside of that, shout out Cyber, Cyber Nation Uncensored. Thank you for letting us stream this game. It's a lot of fun. Again, we are all learning this for the first time because mm-hmm. it's still very new. And hopefully next time I will have the actual book on me because I believe that's shipping this month, which will be very great. Cool. But Heck also yeah. it'll be interesting to see what happens with all the clues you have is you now have a long time to think about everything and start connecting dots or it just ends up being the cork board from it's always sunny with charlie day going Pepe <laughs> Sylvia? yeah i just, feel like that's accurate uh, <laughs> and, with that, <laughs> and with that my cast is wonderful all of you watching are wonderful thank you cyber nation we'll see you next time thank you everybody we'll see you soon